Hey there, I'm James McKinvin. And I'm Dagobert. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows a journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad and ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. Sometimes it will be good news, other times it won't be going so well, but we promise to be open and honest with you. This episode we talk about my massive week making £1,600 in a day selling leather wallets, Dago has success with Black Friday sales, and we finally get to the bottom of how do you pronounce niche, or is it niche? Before we get into today's episode, a thank you to our sponsor, Statomic. Now, I'm always looking for simple but powerful content management systems for making websites. If you go to WordPress, you end up with something slow and bloated. Statomic is built on Laravel, which is designed to make building, managing and scaling content-driven websites and applications painless and hopefully fun. Out of the box, it runs on flat files, which means there's no database required at all. I've popped some of the more technical details in the show notes. But as far as I know, as a user, it's super quick, looks great, and is all the CMS you could ever need. Head to statomic.com and take a look. Honestly, as well, this is one of the coolest SaaS landing pages I've ever seen, so it's worth going there just for that. If you choose to sign up, use code INDIE for 10% off a pro license, but you can start for free. So, Dago, we're back after a week's break where you actually took a break. How was your time off? Well, it was weird because I took a four days break and it took me three days to actually relax. <laughs> so I enjoyed Sunday, <laughs> but you know, the three days before that, so it was awesome. We took like a nice hotel and had some good time, you know, very relaxing, but I've, I have a hard time letting go. Like by the time I let go, it's already time to go back. And I'm kind of like very binary and like I either go like full vacation or like full work mode. And I know, for example, last summer, I took like uh, a few weeks break and then I couldn't work. Like I couldn't work at all because like I was in break mode. Really? But, yeah. But when I'm in between, it's tough. So anyway, it was nice, but because I still like recharged and worked a bit less. So I was still like, I'm more rested and all that. But I think I need one week break to really enjoy it and not just four days now. Did you wish then on Sunday that you maybe had a few more days? Uh, yes, especially since like, you know, this week I was very busy with Black Friday promo and stuff, which is very uh, time consuming. Well, we sort of went opposite in terms of working because my working has gone absolutely off the charts these past few oh, yeah. weeks, which has been pretty wild. But we'll talk about that later because I want to I want to get into your updates. But before we do that, Dago, very, <laughs> very important question. Oh, I know. Yeah. Karl Popper put a Twitter poll out around the pronunciation of the word niche, which I've pronounced it niche. And yeah. this was caused by you, Frenchman, saying niche in your course. So, Dago, can, <laughs> can we please settle this? What is the correct pronunciation of niche? Is it niche that rhymes with quiche or niche that rhymes with itch? No, it's actually niche. But the thing is, sometimes I try to sound too much like an American and I try to imitate them to sound more natural. You know, for example, I know like Americans like to say entrepreneur, which is not the way you say it. But like, because that's how they say it, I'm not going to say entrepreneur because I don't want to sound, you know, too weird. So, you know, that's the same with niche. I think I heard a few people say niche. So then I was like... Yeah, I'm just going to say niche. But yeah, you should actually say niche. Yeah, well, fair enough. Cool, let's go into your your updates, Dago. What do you want to talk about first? Black Friday? So last year, I did my first Black Friday sale. 
because I never do sales. I never do that because I don't want to hurt the brand and all that. But I read someone, you know, doing e-commerce sales and he convinced me because he had like a high-end brand. And he said, basically, the only exception is Black Friday because everybody does it. Nobody's going to like, is going to see your brand in a wrong yeah. light because of Black Friday. And it's also such a big thing in the US and now even in the whole world. It's kind of like the only time where you can do it, where like it doesn't seem weird and you can benefit. And if you actually never do sales and only do Black Friday, you can convert a lot of people because it's so exceptional. So last year I did my first one with Logology and I actually made a mistake, which is I actually did it on the Friday. Mm. And you know why it's a mistake? Because on the Friday, nobody was there. They were all like eating or like, you know, being on holiday for thanksgiving or whatever so i didn't get much traffic and then i understood why people do it earlier so thankfully i had sent like an early access black friday on the tuesday by email but this actually what got me the most sales but like on the friday itself i tweeted about it and got very little sales because there was very little people like you know active on that day so i think yeah. that's why you need to do it a bit earlier is that since it's mostly americans who are going to buy well during the actual Friday, they're like, they're like family time, like they're busy. So it's better to do it a couple of days before and then, you know, let, let it last for the whole week. So that's what I did this year. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting point about the, um, the the having excuse to do a discount because for the wallets that I've just put on sale today, I don't want to devalue it by discounting. And yeah. other advice I've heard is, yeah, don't discount, like find a way to increase average order value or add extra incentives like gifts yeah. or free shipping. Don't just like put a blanket discount. However, everyone I've seen has just put discounts on and I've seen loads of screenshots of people being mega successful, all their sales notifications. Then I've like got yeah. this pressure. I'm like, oh no, what if, what if I now don't do that? So how's it gone for you? Tell me what you've done and how it's gone since you launched it. Yeah, so just checking it out now, I sold like 121 and made almost $5,000 from the Black Friday sale in like a bit more than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. But I noticed that this time, some people were pissed. And that was a big thing because, you know, we're all scared of doing marketing. We are, I mean, most of us, we are scared of selling. And the reason we don't do marketing is we don't want to find ourselves in that position of being like this person with like the sleazy sales tactics. We don't <laughs> want to be that. We don't want to be that guy. And I don't want to be that guy. So when I tweeted the Black Friday yesterday and I had someone say, oh shit, like I bought it full price two days ago. What the fuck? Yeah. And they were so pissed. And I understand. I definitely understand where they're coming from. But like, it's this tension between, dude, I need to grow my business. I need to become more of a salesman if I want to succeed. And, you know, I was right to do so because like in a bit more than 24 hours, I did almost $5,000. But at the same time, you know, some people are feeling bad about it and I understand where they're coming from. So that's very tough. There's this like very big tension of like, I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be this salesman. I don't want to be this guy, you know, promoting. I hate it. And at the same time, I want to push myself because that's how you get successful in the end. You need to, you know, overcome that. So I try to do it in an ethical way. You know, if somebody really felt pissed about it, I give them a little something, you know, I send them a DM because it's not about, you know, taking advantage of people. It's just about, okay, sales strategy, trying to grow my business and all that. Well, first of all, 
proud of you for becoming this sales machine, Dago. You need to do some level of promotion and sales because you've got to make money. And you've done that recently and you've started to reap the rewards of it. There is a real challenge and a real worry with Black Friday when discounts really have to happen. If you don't do it, you're the minority, definitely. But having a launch in such close proximity to that, because you can't do the launch and then say, oh, well, we will have deals in two weeks. So you might want to wait for that. You can't do that because you'll just cannibalize the sales. So that there's a bit of a dilemma there. But good for you for still going ahead and doing the sale. I felt very bad with the sale that I put in today. And I was very careful not to make it too much because I had that huge day of sales. Yeah, last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And... I was like, I don't want to piss off those people that have made such an impact on me by giving a massive discount. So I've tried to do it in a way that isn't just putting a blanket discount and doing the increased average order volume. Mm. So yeah, I I get that fear, but good for you for still still going ahead and promoting. Yeah, I think think the thing is, yeah, the proximity to the launch. I think Mm -hmm. it's because ideally I had this plan like for like a few months, but I thought I would launch like two months earlier. You know, and then, you know, I keep, I kept, you know, being a perfectionist, taking more time. So delaying the launch. So eventually I launched basically one month before Black Friday. And I think that was mostly like the mistake. So like basically yesterday when I did it, I was like, I had to decide, do I like just sit on it and avoid it? And so I decided to push, to push myself through it and to take the risk, which was very scary. Cool. Dago, what's your meme this week? It's a video meme about a, a girl who just came out of a boxing match and she just has her face completely fucked up. But like, then she starts getting interviewed and maybe you can put the sound on, you know, to let people hear it. How are you feeling, girl? That was a crazy fight. Um, I'm super excited. It was really tough. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was definitely a different ball game, but I had a blast. So thank you. <laughs> She's just super happy to have went through the game, even though she's completely destroyed, she's happy. And that's exactly how it feels, you know, to build a startup. Like you just give everything you have, you get beat like for years, but then at the end you're like, yeah, it was fun, it was cool. You know, I had a good time. This is such a great tweet. I will put the sound in. Also, I like how you how you tagged your course in the in the tweet. More promo from you. Ah, this one was a yeah, because well, yeah, when I saw this tweet was doing numbers, I started plugging my course into it. It didn't bring me many sales, to be honest. I think it was a bit forced because, like, when you do a promo under a tweet, that's viral. Yeah, it really needs to be relevant. And yeah, this one. I think, you know, when I'm done recording the bonus for the memes, I'll promote it more aggressively, which should be next week. Right now, it's only like, you get it if you buy the course. It's just like not available yet. It will be available next week. Mm -hmm. But like, I think if I can, if under a meme, I can plug like, oh, and I'm also like teaching how to do memes in my course, then that's going to be relevant. So what's up with you, James? So I've had an insane week. One of the best weeks I've had in a while. I sent you a screenshot of my time working. Because Monday night, I was working, doing some edits, quite late. 
And I have this handmade leather wallet business that has been bubbling away on the side for a while. I do it completely as a hobby. We've discussed this, like what if I was to do that full time? I don't know because I've never been in the position to do it. I like doing it when the orders come in. I have a lot of passion for the brand, but ultimately it doesn't pay the bills and I don't see how it can pay the bills without spending a lot of time on it and sacrificing the podcasting. And so, yeah, I'm working late and I get a sale for my wallets. I get these, I'll say two to three times a month. They're not very regular. So far this year, I've made like £1,500 from selling the wallets. And I look at this order, often when they come in, and it's someone I recognise. It's Lenny from Lenny's newsletter. Like one of the biggest, best product management newsletters out there. And Lenny's also got 150,000 followers on Twitter. And I was buzzing. I messaged my friend Charlie. I was like, look who's just ordered a wallet. I can't believe it. And I I don't know how we found out about it. I was just so excited that I could get a wallet to this guy. And then about 25 minutes later, I get two more sales, like one after the other, bang, bang, notification, notification. I was like, where did these come from? Is it a scam? Because they're all in the US. So then like it's quarter past one in the morning at this point and I go on Twitter and I see that Lenny has put out a question on Twitter, which is what are some good gifts under a hundred dollars? And my friend James, who was also happened to be up at like midnight, sent a link to one of my wallets and said, Lenny, I've bought four of these handmade wallets and Lenny just ordered one straight from that tweet. And then this was the best bit, Dago. He put a tweet underneath it, which just said, ordered one low boom yeah okay social proof i'm sorry but like i just gotta say that you sent me one of these wallets because like you're the best co-host people need to know this because like you do all the editing you do all the hard work you buy my course to support me and you sent me a free custom made wallet because in france the id card isn't the right format so i couldn't use it and you made a custom one just for me that you sent me for free like as a surprise and like you basically fixed my wallet problem that I had for 15 years. I have like a big, bulky, shitty wallet. And now I have like the best wallet in the world, like custom made to me by my friend James. That was the best thing ever. Like when I came back from holiday, I saw that. That was like the best thing, man. So thank you so much. And I just want to say it so people check out your website and go buy some, you know, wallets. Because I mean, the quality is amazing, you know, and I had been looking for ages. And so, yeah. You're too kind. I appreciate that. That was, that was really nice of you to say, dude. Well, so yeah, yeah, after this tweet happened, got a couple of orders come in. I was like, three orders in a night. This was amazing. And then Dago, they just kept coming. I was up until 3 or 4 a.m. because the orders kept coming and I was so excited. And I knew at this point I would go to sleep and wake up with more orders and that was a really cool feeling I almost didn't want to go to sleep because I was getting the the dopamine from the notifications so I woke up to more orders I had ramen club my co-working in London that day so uh, at this point I've made like six seven hundred pound in wallet sales like 15 16 orders I've never had that in my life and they keep coming in every 45 minutes or so I get to the the office and I'm buzzing. I've never been so buzzing. Like walked in, I'm like, guys, I'm rich. I've made wallet sales, forgetting that this is not money for me to keep. This is money that I've actually got to now pay for postage, got to pay for the materials, which ended up being a whole thing. Yeah, got yeah, to pay yeah. for new packaging. I didn't actually make, well, I didn't make any profit from it because of the machine that I wanted as well. I bought a printer for my 
my labels, which you was... You didn't make profit because you put everything in, like, buying stuff? Yeah, yeah. Zero profit from the orders. You, because... you could, did you need it, like, to upgrade? It seems a bit weird. Did I need it? Well, well I, I... So the answer is no, but then what was the reason you thought you needed it? If I get this level of orders again, it will make things much more profitable. Because... Okay. I can cut everything and this takes the longest time. It is the longest part of the process and there are a lot of errors I make. Super stressful because when you're hand cutting things, you might slip, you might miss things by yeah, a millimeter yeah. or so. So that's an automated cutting machine that has so it's not, you time. It's not automated, still by hand, but I have a die that I've created from my custom pattern. Okay. And it's basically a big cookie cutter. So instead of it taking me three hours to cut 10, it takes me 10 minutes to cut 10. And so they are still completely handmade, hand stitched, hand tools. It's just, I've got a bigger, more powerful hand tool, which like reduces the amount of errors in it. And also means if I want to scale it beyond myself, I can get people who can do that part of it, at least. Like. So now we need to get you another big day of sales. Another big day of sales, which will pay for it. And then like throughout the day, more orders came in and I finished the day having made £1,600 on the wallets. I had beaten my day sales record, of course, £1,600 a day. I'd beaten the entire year to date which was like £1,300 in one day and like f five, six times X the previous year. So by the end of the week, I've made £2,000, which is maybe £2,300, $400. And so Dago, it was just, it was just really exciting. It, it made me realise the power of distribution. So Lenny has 150,000 followers. This tweet itself particularly did well. Two and a half thousand likes on this, on his main tweet. The tweet below from my friend recommending it only got like 100 likes, but a ton of impressions. Then Lenny's tweet below, when he says he ordered one, bam, validation from Silicon Valley engineers who have disposable income to buy beautiful handmade products. Yeah, that's the market. And especially since the week before you had told me that, oh yeah, you, you want to do more of the wallets because it's making you happy. So it's kind of like perfect timing. It was perfect timing. I uh, now I had all the orders, I had to get all the leather, source it all, ended up being expensive. I then had to make, I think it was 40 wallets in the end, and all in Shit. a sensible time frame. So I cleared my schedule, the leather was arriving Friday, and from Friday through to Monday was leather making yeah. day. I was going to try and do 10 a day. And we said in a couple of episodes ago, Dago, that I didn't know how I would find doing it full time. Would I hate it? Would I hate it because I was just doing so many of them? And I thought this would happen when I had to make so many. I tell you, it had the opposite effect. All I'm thinking about Dude. right now is leather wallets. It's what can I do with the business? What is next? How can I get more sales? I'm just making them for fun now. And that is the best yeah. possible outcome that could have happened so i'm bullish on the wallet. i still can't think of anything else other than growing this leather wallet business and trying to replicate what that had that's beautiful because like yeah because i feel like people get too carried away i certainly did you know trying to find the best idea that can make the most money and like the most scalable and all that shit but like if you don't actually love it you're not going to succeed anyway because it's so fucking hard mm -hmm. so better choose something that is not scalable not high margin, but that you fucking love doing so that, you know, you will find a way. 
and eventually you will succeed. So that's so awesome to see you do that. And also we need way more, you know, workshop type indie hackers, not just doing SaaS and software, but like leather wallets. Yeah. That's like awesome. So that's also like a big way of distinguishing yourself. So that's awesome. Thanks, Steve. And, uh, and have you ever seen me this animator excited about something? Mm, no, I haven't. I can confirm that because I really thought about it and I haven't found any. <laughs> yeah, I... I yeah. Maybe like when we launched the pod, you were excited. Oh, yeah, I was very excited about the launch of the pod, but this has been sustained excitement. So. I spent loads on redoing the packaging. So I've got these like nice little wraps that I got from a local printer, which now we're on proper craft paper. Yeah, I mean, the whole package is crazy good. Like I thought we were doing amazing, like sending a thank you card with a sticker to people. But like you're just taking it another level of the craftsmen with like crazy experience throughout so thanks dude Do I, yeah, I, congrats man i also got this and i'll put a link in the show notes to this this is my new print ad that i've got in the local paper so i say i've made, made no money from this because i buy stupid shit like ads in the local paper and they managed to upsell me from a quarter page to a full page comes out on the first of december and i've got a qr code so i can track how many people go to it oh shit nice so yeah that's my week. And it just made me realize the power of distribution and influencers. And okay, yeah. so if I can get 5,000 people to the site, this is how much money I can expect to make on whatever time period. And I think I can increase the conversion rate. How can I do that? And on your point about like having more handmade indie hackers in the space, like how can I lean on that a little bit more? I've, I've said about, I don't know if I want to be the podcast guy. I'm kind of excited about being the guy that makes leather wallets or the, yeah. the handmade guy more so and like sharing experiences building this business but I, I, I don't know whether i should get ahead of myself with it that ultimately the podcast and still pays the bills and i do still need to grow that to make money the wallets yeah, will not pay the bills for a while and i can't really just go and spend all of my time on it and get distracted from the stuff that I need to do. But you can do what you've been doing, which is work twice as much hours yeah. in the week and do more on the wallet side, which is a big win. But yeah, it sounds so exciting, dude. I'm like imagining it, imagining you not doing podcasts for a living, except like this one and maybe Indie Bytes because you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then just building wallets and doing stuff like this. That sounds like such a cool life. It'll be so cool. But, you know, it really would. Yeah. Then hiring my family, my mum, bless her. And I, I will have to give a shout out to my mum on this podcast. She won't listen, but she has been an absolute angel throughout this last week. I have just been in my office, just working, working, working. My flat has become a mess again. The kid, I've just been like eating, like leave all the mess. And she was like, James, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm just having fun. It's just a mess. She was like, I'm going to come around and help you. She came around, bless her, and just cleaned everything. And then when it came to packing all the orders, she helped me pack all of them. She like, no questions asked, wanted nothing in return. She was like, I just want to help you, James. And she's been an absolute angel this whole time. Wow, it's making me tear up. It's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Happy for you, dude. Thanks, dude. Well, other than that, small updates on Indie Bytes. I redid my artwork on a whim. Because I remember the thing about the YouTube thumbnails. Oh, yeah, you redid the, also the main branding. So I redid the thumbnails, ended up really liking it. And it, it was actually, I went onto YouTube, like searched Indie Bytes to see how it looked. And the look of the thumbnails versus the logo is just, they do not match. I have to change one or the other. And I thought, you know what? 
let let's like play around with some new artwork. I basically applied yeah. that branding from the logos to indie bikes. I was like, yeah, that looks better. I wouldn't say it looks better, but I say like it looks fresh and and as good. And I think it's a good thing to like show people that it's alive, kind of. Mm -hmm. And you're still on it. So yeah, I think it can make people, you know, like it's kind of a good freshening in, freshening up kind of thing. Thanks, dude. So yeah, change that and then yeah just been uploading the youtube videos they've been working surprisingly well before i was just uploading the audio and not putting any effort into it and they were getting 10 15 views but these are all starting to get a few hundred subscribers are growing and i'm thinking oh okay interesting so there is people that actually do want to watch the pod on youtube and not just the audio yeah. version so i'm gonna spend more time just making sure each episode is edited and uploaded onto YouTube. That was awesome. Love your updates. Cool, man. All right. I like you. I'm going to go and watch the football. Good chatting. And I will speak to you next week. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to another episode of This Indie Life. If you want to continue the discussion or let you know your thoughts on anything else discussed in this episode, you can do so on Twitter. We're at This Indie Life. Links to everything discussed is in the show notes. That's all from me. Stay indie. James out.